In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswald. Get ready to learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry. Craig is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success, and he'll share tips and strategies on how you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. This high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. Plus, you'll learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. It's time to be a rock star with Rock Talk on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Craig Deswalt. Good morning, everybody. It is uh, Craig Duswalt. It is Tuesday, March 29th, 2011. And we have a very, very exciting show today because on my show is going to be one of the most, uh, most, um, one of my most favorite people in the world. His name is Larry Broughton. Uh, he is an entrepreneur, and we're going to talk to Larry in a couple of minutes. Um, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about him in a couple of minutes. But I want to talk about what we're going to be talking about today, and it's basically becoming an entrepreneur. Why you should be an entrepreneur, why the world is leaning towards entrepreneurship. Um, I... I have my own personal story of why I became an entrepreneur, and I'll just share it really, really fast right now. Basically, back in 2006, I owned my own advertising agency, and my wife owned a modeling agency, and uh, everything was going great for us, but uh, my wife was diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer uh, back in October 2006, and I thought to myself, you know, if I had a full, if I had a full time job right now with a corporation where I had to go to work every single day, and I was wasn't able to take care of my wife and take care of my kids while she was going through chemo, I thought to myself, how could that? How would that possibly work? So, you know, there are numerous people out there with full time jobs that have to go report to work every single day, nine to five, Monday through Friday, and sometimes beyond that. And I think to myself. How, if, if God forbid, a tragedy occurred in their lives, how would they be able to take care of their home life and their personal life and the one that was inflicted with uh, anything, some horrible disease or uh, some sort of tragedy or something, how would they be able to do this with a full-time job? And it made me really think like how, on, uh, how blessed I was that I w- was an entrepreneur because at that time, we put everything on hold, October 2006, and we said, all right, we have to get Natasha better. We have to get her up and running again, let her go through the chemo. I'll take care of the kids. I'll take, drive them back, back and forth to sports, try not let it affect the kids, um, but, and so my wife could just focus on getting better. And we were able to do that because I was an entrepreneur and I had uh, just become, I was starting to become a speaker at the time. I uh, found that the advertising agency wasn't going to work out anymore because uh, the internet was taking over print advertising. So I did all these things saying to myself, all right, I need to become an entrepreneur. And because I own my own business, I was able to take care of my wife and take care of the kids while she got better. And I truly believe that that's why my wife is better today and and not and is cancer free because 
we she was able to focus on getting better and everything else was handled whereas someone that has to go through chemo or go through something horrible while they have a full-time job i just don't see how that works i I, and i truly believe that's why people stay sick or don't get better because there's too much else going on or they lose their job and then the finances you know uh become a problem and we never had that once again we were blessed because we were entrepreneurs so i truly believe and i teach that um most uh people and i i truly believe all people should become entrepreneurs whether you have a full-time job or not there's always way to make money on the side on the internet or owning your own business on the side because there's no stability left in this world you have to do things for yourself you have to run businesses by yourself because if you're not going to do it no one is going to do it so the reason why i wanted to talk about that is because I feel one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. And back in 2006, Ernst and Young felt that this was one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. His name is Larry Broughton, and we're just going to bring him on right now. Good morning, Mr. Broughton. How are you today? Good morning, Mr. Guswell. How are you? I am wonderful, thank you, on this beautiful, sunny California morning. I'm, uh, the, the good weather is back, and I'm feeling really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. We are blessed to be here in California, no doubt about it. Well, I guess Northern California is having tons of rain, though, right now. So well, I guess, I guess, California, yeah. so. I, I, I guess but, it's Southern California is where you got to be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes. Well, you know, so, Craig, uh, I want to jump in here for a second. You, you know, you said something about that every entrepreneur, everyone ought, ought to be an entrepreneur. Yes. And I just so agree with that. That's a great lead-in, by, by the way. I just think that, you know, entrepreneurs are the backbone of our economy, and we can't count on anyone else to be taking care of us anymore, you know? Nope, I agree. And uh, the, the entrepreneurial lifestyle really, I mean, it's a tough lifestyle, let's be honest, right? I mean, it's, it, it can be absolutely challenging, but it's the most rewarding thing, I think, that I've ever done in my life, and there's big, there's big rewards uh, from it, but uh, it's, entrepreneurs are going to turn this economic challenge around that, uh, that we're facing, so yeah, that one was of the my little I comment, find... I agree with you. Yeah, uh, one of the things I find being an entrepreneur is, uh, you know, we don't have a boss. <laughs> We're our own boss. Mm-hmm. And the hard yeah. thing is getting motivated every day to actually do something to further the business where it's very easy, on, especially on a day like today, <laughs> not to do a radio mm-hmm. show. Just go to the beach and just say, you know what, I'm just going to hang out and not do anything today because it's beautiful and, and I can because I'm making enough money. But that's where the discipline comes in and that's where Larry Broughton comes in because I'd like for you to share a little bit of about your background because it is all about discipline and you uh, came from a background where discipline was very important. Would you like to share, please share uh, a little bit about who you are, your background, and, and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, um, discipline, g and It started, I guess, very young. My, my father was a pretty strict disciplinarian, um, loved the man, but uh, he was a machine operator. Uh, at a at a local plant, and I just knew at an early age this guy hated his job, hated his oh, life. Wow. Not life. Right. I shouldn't say hated his life, but he hated his job. You know, you, you come home and you could just tell that the man was keeping him down. You know, um, right. And he, you know, talk smack about you know his his boss and that kind of thing. And I remember at a young age thinking, you know, when I grow up, when I have my own company, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not <laughs> um, it's not going to be like that. You know, I just knew that I didn't want to be working for someone else, um, or if I was, if I had an organization, I didn't want there to be a really, you know, just unpleasant work environment. 
um, which was kind of difficult for my parents. Both of them had been union workers at one point in their life, and all of a sudden I was going to be the man. So that was a challenge. But then I went on to martial arts, and really there's a lot of discipline um, required in, in the martial arts. Mm-hmm. But I think the point that you're talking about, though, is that I ultimately ended up going into uh, the U.S. Army's Special Forces. And it was there that I really understood the importance of, uh, of teamwork, selflessness, um, the ability to tap into a, a, a vision, um, and really overcoming um, what most people would think were insurmountable odds and uh, obtaining some reasonable success. Um, mm-hmm. so in, special, in, in special forces, it's, it's you know, 12 guys on an A-team, and, boy, if you're not all disciplined and, and we're really willing to go above and beyond the call of duty, then defeat is, <laughs> or death, yeah. is or right death. At, your own, at your doorstep, you know? Right, right, so, right, yeah. As so an entrepreneur, really, we, we, don't, we don't have to face death as entrepreneurs, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, I, what I've realized, though, as I've been an entrepreneur, is that there is a lot of the very same characteristics um, that I experienced in special forces that apply to, to the entrepreneurial lifestyle. And discipline, you're absolutely right, is 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 one of those uh, um, those characteristics. And additionally, though, Craig, I think that entrepreneurs are really our civilian warrior warrior class. Mm-hmm. And, um, and by that, I just mean that um, you, you can never give up. You know, you never give in um, as an entrepreneur, or, or you shouldn't. Um, but I see it all the time where people quit right at you know, success's doorstep, you know, right. that's always sad. Um, but entrepreneurs are also, you know, we're the pioneers. Um, we're the folks who say, hey, I, they, we can see things that other people can't see. We are willing to go out past the horizon. If you think about Magellan and Columbus, out past the horizon, you know there's something glorious just beyond the horizon. And so I think it's an amazing lifestyle. But, boy, you're right. If, if you're not disciplined and you can't get up every day and, uh, and, and go out and make things happen, then just the, the entrepreneurial lifestyle is probably not for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on you a little bit where you said we're our own boss. Right. Yeah, we're our own boss. But you know what? We've always got if, – if, if we think about that our clients, we have to report to our clients. That's right. Most most of us have, whether it's a virtual team or a human warm body team of uh, employees or line people uh, who support us, we've got to be reporting to them. And if we flip the whole leadership thing on its head and we become servant leaders, we're always serving other people. And so it wouldn't be very fair for me if, you're right, it's a beautiful day today, would love to go down and get, you know, hop on a surfboard and go surfing, but what <laughs> message am I sending to my to my team members who are here at work and my clients and investors if I'm just uh, taking time off while everybody else is kind of busting their hump to make things work? So. Great point. I, it is a great point, but I'm, I'm, my, I guess my point was it's so easy to do that because we can. No doubt. Yeah, no, no doubt. and it's just this one of these things, and that's where I feel most entre- a lot of entrepreneurs that I know, they kind of get stuck in that because they're saying, okay, I'm doing well now, I'm doing good enough, and you know what, and it's a beautiful, I'm just using today because it's so beautiful out because it hasn't been, yeah. but it's a very beautiful day today, and it's so easy for me to say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to take the day off and go relax and go to the beach or do something, get on a surfboard, but you know what, I have a radio show today, and like you said, I have, I have coaching clients that I have to address, 
You have a staff yeah. you have to address. I have a staff. And what message are we sending? But it's just yeah. a hard thing. And where most entrepreneurs fail, I feel, is in that area where they're like, oh, you know, I'm making enough. I'm doing enough. Because one day you're going to wake up and go, uh-oh, oh some, something just happened. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We are in the economic times we're in. It's a, it's a dynamic business battlefield right now it is ever changing right and just when we think that it's time that we can you know um you know lower our guard a little bit you're gonna get knocked upside the head with some other kind of bad economic news and so we've got to stay on guard all the time you're absolutely right but i do agree with you I, I agree with the premise that ont- the entrepreneurial lifestyle gives us freedom that no one else has. That's right. You Let's know. talk about – wait, wait, wait. Uh, we're going to take a break right now because I have uh, one second, and then we're going to talk about the freedom that entrepreneurs have when we come back from the break. This is Craig Duswalt with Larry Broughton on Rock Talk Radio. We'll be right back. How to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people come to you to buy your services and products. This is Rock Talk with Craig Deswalt. And we'll be right back after these on Toginet.com. Season Me is on Toginet, a delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central on Toginet.com. You know Cease is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcome. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan River Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Rock Talk, teaching you how to achieve rock star status in your industry. How you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. Now, let's get back to Rock Talk with your host, Craig Deswalt. It's my life. 
We are back on Rock Talk with Craig Doeswalt and my very special guest, Larry Broughton. Larry, what were we talking about before we were so rudely interrupted by Guns N' Roses? <laughs> I think we were... <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I, every, time I, every time I hear that song, though, it just absolutely pumps me up. I'm so glad that you've got that, know, that right? song on there. <laughs> it's it awesome. Does. It's awesome. But we were it, talking about freedom. I think we were just starting you. to talk about how the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial lifestyle gives us freedom that a lot of other people uh, can't, uh, you know, don't don't experience freedom. Do you want me to go into? Yeah. No, no, freedom. no, 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 no. You can go in, but I'm just like I'm. I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, you know, I, I was telling the cancer story before, and if I didn't have yeah. the freedom to do that, um, you know, there's a lot. There's lots of uh, definitions of freedom, like what freedom is to you. For that time in my life, the freedom was the freedom to be able to, uh, uh, you know, focus on getting my wife better. But yeah, freedom can mean so many different things. But to you, oh, as no. a special forces person, obviously, freedom is means a, a bunch of things. Obviously. <laughs> it does. But, you know, in the, in, uh, as it relates to the entrepreneurial lifestyle, um, I, I guess this ties back to, the, to my military experience as well. But for, for me, freedom is, I don't know, you know, I guess I never wanted to surrender my own destiny to someone else. Mm-hmm. Freedom to me is having control of my own destiny. Um, and when you are chained to a time clock, uh, for someone else's organization, you're giving up a lot of your own uh, your your own destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for me, um, freedom lets me build the organization that I want. That uh, it allows me to live my life transparently, and that uh, the value, values that I have as a as an individual, as a husband, as uh, a father, as a humanitarian, um, I can live them transparently in my organization. For a lot of people who have to punch a clock and work for someone else, it seems like they've got to subordinate who they are oftentimes um, to their employer between 9 and 5 or whatever their hours are that they're, mm. they're at work. And that's kind of a sad existence. Now, certainly there are organizations out there who have kind of a um, um, a progressive work culture, and they allow people to kind of live their life vicariously through the organization. But um, there's, there's nothing like the freedom that comes with entrepreneurship. Yeah, but you know, interesting, that, interesting thing that you just said, I'd like to piggyback off of that because at yeah. my boot camp uh, two weeks ago, Larry Broughton was one of my uh, headline speakers. He spoke on entrepreneurship. He, he spoke on basically never giving up, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But one of my other speakers was Derek Hall. Derek Hall is the mm-hmm. president and CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And his... His talk, I think this is what um, Larry is alluding to right now. There are corporations out there that kind of have a culture where it's fun to go to work every day and you're, because you're a part of the culture and you're a part of the organization and you feel like uh, what you say matters and what you do matters. And mm-hmm. Derek Hall did this uh, one-hour uh, talk at my boot camp, and we all, <laughs> me included, I, I asked the audience after Derek was on, and I interviewed him in front of the 300 people in the room, and I said, okay, how many people now want to work for the Arizona Diamondbacks? And all of our <laughs> hands went up, including mine, <laughs> because I was like, there's such a great culture there that it's almost entrepreneurial in theory, because he does 
allow people to i don't know if you have the, the uh, you know you know, uh, flexible hours i don't i don't know but the culture there is very i'll just call it very today very entrepreneurial like did you get that feeling larry Yes, I think and there are more and more organizations that are trying to get there, like Zappos, for instance, right. Zappos.com. Right. There are a lot of organizations like that because they understand that we have a different work environment today. We have a smarter uh, workforce than we've ever had. Um, the Internet certainly has, has, has helped people out, but, you know, it's called being an, it's an entrepreneurial work environment where mm. it's basically um, the same entrepreneurial spirit, but you're working for someone else, and so they're trying to foster a sense of uh, – of, of, of freedom, creativity, innovation um, within uh, an organization. So, um, but and those organizations are organizations that allow um, and frankly um, encourage risk. So, right. And so that this would this applies to both entrepreneurs and those who work for an entrepreneurial uh, organization. And that is that if you're not taking risk, then you're becoming irrelevant. I just think that is so true, whether you're an employee or you're running your own show. If you're not failing, you're, mo- you're not moving towards your potential. And if you're not innovating, you're dying. Mm-hmm. And so those three things, I think, are just kind of the hallmark of entrepreneurialism and of entrepreneurial organizations um, like the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's funny that you think a major sports team has an entrepreneurial work environment, but those are the ones that are going to uh, survive this uh, new economy that we're in. You know, it was interesting. Derek mentioned, um, you know, they had two losing seasons in a row. And you would think, you know, having losing seasons in a row, everyone, all the fans would be obviously upset and not coming to the stadium. They right. still get big crowds because uh, the, the employees are very happy there. Uh, he's, yeah. he's, he says the employees are first. And, and um, I, I just think that's such a good culture. So the reason why I brought this whole thing up is uh, you own a company called Broughton Hospitality. And what's yes. the kind of culture? What's the kind of culture that you've um, that you have over there at at your business, your entrepreneurial uh, business? Very draconian, and we have signs all over the place that says the the beatings will continue until morale improves. I love that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> I'm sure you're kidding. <laughs> all right, it's, we try to do the same thing. It's very. Uh, we try to have an upbeat work environment. Um, now, we are different than a lot of organizations or a lot of industries because, as you said, it's, so we're, basic, we're a hotel and restaurant company. On the hotel side, we're open 24 hours a day, you know, seven uh-huh. days a yeah. week. Most organizations aren't like that. You know, like there's the hospital business, which comes from the same root, you know, hospitality hospital, where we're, at, where we're serving other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we've tried to do in our organization is make everyone everyone understand that there's no higher calling than serving other people. Um, to me, that is just the absolute highest calling that there is. But, you know, how do you do that if you clean toilets for a living? Right. Team and e. You know, two-thirds of our workforce are people who work behind the scenes, you know, making those kind of things, you know, making beds, cleaning toilets, vacuuming hallways. Um, you know, it, it can be kind of a mundane life if you're if you're not really careful. Sure. So what we've tried to do is just um, make sure everybody understands that they're all part of the of the mission of providing these experiential stays for our guests. When you consider that you know a lot of us go and celebrate um, weddings and uh, anniversaries and you know graduations at, at hotels, these are great 
and, and vacations, um, you know, they're, they're happy times. And That's right, yeah. Our, Everyone's in a great uh, mood. Everyone's in a great yeah. mood usually when they're coming there. So how do you keep the employees happy so they don't rain on their parade, you know? Yeah, that's right. And so what we try to make sure everybody understands is that um, when we're serving other people, there's honor in that. There's dignity in that. I'm one of these people, I, I think that any kind of work is honorable, whether you're flipping burgers, which I did for a long time. I did um, too. Yep, uh, at McDonald's. <laughs> and when they actually did flip burgers. <laughs> yep, yep. And, um, or you're, you know, cleaning the toilet or you're a CEO someplace. I think that there's honor in, in all of those things. And so that's the kind of work environment that we try to uh, engage. I think one of the big mistakes that um, entrepreneurs make and just business owners in general make is that they, what they don't do is survey their team members about how are things going here. You know, we, we all know the importance of surveying our clients, right, surveying our guests. When you go to Target and you buy something at the snack bar, you know, on the little receipt, they say, hey, fill out this survey. Or you go to a restaurant, they ask you to, um, you know, how was the meal kind of thing. We're used to that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But very few organizations will survey their team members to say, hey, how are we doing as an employer? How are we doing as a place to work? Do you have the tools to do your job? Do you know, do you know and respect uh, your supervisor? Do you know what our ultimate mission is as an organization? Um, and so we do that on a pretty regular basis just to find out what's the, what we call it, what's it called, a work climate survey. Mm. And um, because we really think it's important to find out what's the, uh, what's the temperature of the morale of the organization. Now, that's a very scary thing to do when you start asking people, do you like me? You know? it's like hand, <laughs> I know. Remember in third grade, handing that girl a note, you know, do you like me? Check, check yes or no. <laughs> right. And, you know, <laughs> you're all sweaty until you get the thing back, right? Um, well, that's basically what you're doing as an employer when you're saying, hey, hey, team members, how are we doing as an organization? And because you're afraid of what they're going to say. But at this point, we embrace it. We are so used to getting feedback from people at this point. And, but here's the key. Then you've got to take action on it. If, yeah. you, if you ask people for their opinion and then you don't take action on it, then it becomes hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will say, oh, these people, they're just going through the motions. They're not they're really just doing trying, it. They're just trying to appease us by making us their exactly. Right, right. So I think that's the best thing that we can do. We are, we're, we've become a society where we do a whole lot of talking and not a whole lot of asking questions. We don't ask questions of, hey, hey um, fellow entrepreneur, you're doing an awesome job. Can I just you know, learn from you? Um, hey, team member, can you, what, what tools do you need to do your job? Hey, spouse, how am I doing as a, as a, as a husband or a wife? Right. We would rather talk than listen. I mean, we'd right. rather talk than ask questions. Ask questions, right. And, uh, yeah, so asking questions, I think, is really important to, to live a successful life. Um, we have um, a couple of questions coming in through, a, through our little chat line that we have here, Larry. I'm going to ask you the question. And, and it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's from a dear friend of both of ours who's, who's and I quote, dying right now. But I'm going to ask you the question, and then we're going to go to break because we have about 30 seconds left, and we'll answer the question when we come back from break. Um, the question is basically this. I, I'm working as an entrepreneur right now. Right now. This is from Linnea, Larry, Linnea Millette, okay. who's in our yep. coaching. So Lover. she's... 
she's working as an entrepreneur right now, but at the same time, she has a full-time job. So how, and she's trying to do things in her entrepreneurial business and not take away from her full-time job. So when we come back from the break, we're going to address this question. How does somebody work a full-time job and, and transfer the, um, the, uh, the, the work ethic from working for a corporation and now being your own boss and trying to manage both at the same time. When we come back, Larry and I will address this question. This is Rock Talk with Craig Duswell. We'll be right back. Awesome. How to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people come to you to buy your services and products. This is Rock Talk with Craig Deswalt. And we'll be right back after these on Toginet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Get ready for the athlete within you with Mike Margolis on Toginet, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, 6 Pacific. Do you know about the game within the game? You've heard about sports psychology, mental toughness, mental training, and preparation. Well, athletes from all over the country have been seeking out Mike Margolis for close to 35 years for his expertise in helping them live up to their potential. He's worked with athletes from professional football to elite-level figure skating and every sport in between. They've all sought his counsel and unique teaching style to learn about the game within the game or what sports psychology and mental training can do to help them become the athlete they want to be. Mike works one-on-one with athletes. He trains them, puts on seminars, and conducts workshops for coaches, athletes, and businesses. For more on Mike, his book, and the show, check out his website, theathletewithinyou.com. Then, come join us as we discover The Athlete Within You with Mike Margolis. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, 6 Pacific on toginet.com. Welcome back to Rock Talk, teaching you how to achieve rock star status in your industry. How you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. Now, let's get back to Rock Talk with your host, Craig Deswalt. It's my This is Craig Doeswalt. We are back on Rock Talk with Craig Doeswalt with our very special guest, Mr. Larry Broughton from sunny Orange County. That's right. So, okay. So, uh, okay. So before we, uh, Jilly's cracking me up online. Uh, before we uh, went to the break, we had a question from Linnea Millet. Linnea is one of uh, a very good friend of mine, and she's in my coaching program, and and um, and we work with her a lot. And she is a um, full time worker. She has a full time job, and at the same time, she is writing a book. She wrote a book called "Read My Lips: Tips for Success." And basically, she is um, uh, hard of hearing, uh, extremely hard of hearing, ex- uh, is what she says. And um, so, 
She has a book called Read My Lips, Tips for Success. She is a speaker. She is an award-winning Toastmasters speaker, and she is trying to become a full-time speaker, a full-time coach for helping people um, become successful in their lives. But whatever that is, whatever she is, she's an entrepreneur trying to do this as a full-time gig um, to transition out of her full-time job, which should last about two to three more years. So her question is, she has so little time, and I believe it takes uh, full time to become a very successful entrepreneur. But she's in a situation where she has a full time job and she needs to stay for two more years to get, I forget what it is, to get the uh, full pension or just to uh, get the tenure, whatever that is. She has to stay for two more years. So, but she she's so motivated to become to become a full time entrepreneur. Do we have any suggestions? Uh, for her, Larry, like how did how does she manage both? How does she, you know, time uh, with time deal with time management issues of working forty hours a week plus the commute and trying to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, and, well, uh, I, I commend Linnea for doing this because it is a difficult transition Un- unless you're at a very high paying job where you've been able to, you know, put away a very sizable nest egg, you know, a couple years of. Uh, uh, of savings to cover your expenses and that kind of thing. Um, it's a difficult transition. But the reality is this is how most businesses are started. You know, we start, we're working for someone else, we're not feeling fulfilled, or we're uh, approaching the end of our retirement, and uh, we want to go out and do our own our own thing. I think you hit the nail on the head, though, Craig, and just kind of that throwaway statement that you said where you think that it, to be a, an entrepreneur it, uh, or to launch a business, it's, it's a full-time gig. Well, it absolutely is. And so what's it going to take? I'm sorry to say it. Long hours, hard work, little sleep. Um, because it is going to require uh, you to just spend a lot of time on it. And so it means that if that means that you put your significant other to bed, if you have children, you put them to bed, you go to work, you get a few hours of sleep. You get up early. Um, you do your work. On your lunch break, you're doing work <laughs> uh, on your entrepreneurial uh, endeavors. On weekends, you're doing it. That's what it requires. That's the reality of it. There's so many um, romantic stories told about entrepreneurialism um, that I think we have duped a lot of people into thinking that, hey, if I become an entrepreneur, I'm just going to become stinking rich. Right. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of the quick... You know, there's a lot of coaches out there. There are a lot of programs out there that say, hey, we're going to make you rich, you know, beyond your wildest dreams, and all you got to do is give me, you know, a thousand bucks and, you know, buy my program, and we're going to make you lots of money. Right. You know, unless it's the rock star system for success. (laughs) 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 It's a lie. It is. I never said, I never ever said that I would make you rich quick. I do not say that. So you're okay. No, that's right. Yeah. But. That, that The reality is being an entrepreneur is hard work. You've got to want success more than you want or sleep. as much as you want air to breathe. Or sleep. That's how much you got to – or sleep. That's how much you got to want it. You've got to really be willing to work for it. And here's the thing. You've got – if you are married or you're in a relationship with somebody, they have got to be on board with you. I have seen, and frankly, I was there at one point in my life where my marriage was damaged because I was spending more time on my entrepreneurial endeavor than I was on anything else, and I didn't have the buy-in of my family. Um, And so it it really takes, this is a team effort, this whole lone wolf, easy success uh, myth that's been 
perpetrated on us is a freaking lie. Yep. Um, it, you've got to have a, a great support system around you. Your husband and wife's got to be on board with you, and you've got to be willing to bust your flipping hump every day to make it happen. Um, it's not an easy path. You know, when I was talking about Columbus and Magellan and Lewis and Clark earlier, you know, about being the explorers, the pioneers, yep. Yep. think about their lifestyle. Was that easy for them? No. It was freaking hard work, but it was mm-hmm. exciting. There was adventure uh, to it. Um, but here's two other just quick things to help you because, yeah, so I'm just, I just named kind of the, the, the downside of this, but you've got to be able to delegate. Delegate to anybody that you can who's, who's able to. If that means finding virtual assistance to do that, you've got to do it. But if you, are, if you have a job and you're trying to start a new job, are you trying to start an entrepreneurial endeavor? I believe my moral compass says I need to give 100% of my time while I'm at the office to this company that's paying my paycheck. Mm-hmm. I think it is immoral. I think it's lacking in integrity when somebody's being paid by someone else and they're trying to start their own business on the company's dime. And let me just um, interrupt. And let me just that is what Lene is doing. She is a very wonderful person she is doing that that's her problem and it's not a problem i I think that's a great thing that she's she's doing she is dedicating her whole time and she feels guilty when she like does something at work that's uh, that has anything to do with the entrepreneurial thing so she is doing that part which is very very commendable so okay carry on yeah no, I, I think that's very important. So there are employers out there, though, who encourage their people. Like right now, we, we call our company it's kind of an incubator for entrepreneurs. If someone has spoken to me and said, hey, you know, I want, I want to come and work with you for a couple of years, I, but my goal really is to go out and start my own thing, I'm fine with that. But you've got to communicate it. You know, right. if someone were kind of doing it on my dime and they didn't tell the me side, about it and working behind right. my back on the side, I wouldn't feel so good right. uh, about that. But um, so I guess my, my uh, suggestion for Linnea is it is going to require hard work, little sleep. Um, but I would find whoever you can delegate to, uh, to delegate to. It sounds like you're doing the right thing, Linnea, because you've got a coach and you've got one of the top coaches in the country out there working with Craig in his program. And I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. I mean, I, I have spent, you know, six figures on coaches in my, in my lifetime. And um, I think that you are absolutely one of the best, Craig, and that your availability uh, to people um, is awesome. You're willing to uh, pass on um, kind of the behind-the-curtain secrets uh, of things. You. You're willing to um, introduce people. Uh, introduce your clients to other experts in the industry. There are a lot of coaches out there that don't do that. They right. want to kind of uh, uh, keep them to themselves. Right. But well, um, I you. think that you're doing the. I think you're doing the right thing, Linnea. Um, and all I'm going to say is it's it is hard work, and I just encourage you to just keep doing it. Um, I can't get into the specifics. I don't know your specific situation, but if there are ways to start um, kind of continuity programs or get some kind of supplemental income coming in that doesn't require a lot of work. 
um, then I, I'd be focusing on that. Right you know, now. and, and you, you touched on something earlier because you're, uh, this is one of your uh, talks, Larry, is never give up. And I'm telling Linnea this as, as we speak, in, in fact, just as recent as yesterday. The whole thing is she's, she's asking uh, another question, basically, is there really such a thing as a part-time entrepreneur? And, and I personally no. believe the answer is no. However, no, there's not. Uh, there isn't. But however, she is doing the right thing of building the foundation of what she wants to do in the future. She's building the foundation of her entrepreneurial ship now while she's working, not at work, but while she's working. She wrote the book. She's speaking on the topic. She's doing all these things so that when she retires or quits this job in about two years, she is going to be full bore entrepreneur and she'll have the foundation yeah. already. And so I definitely don't think she should give up now, even though she's no. going through a very trying time. But just keep doing what she's doing. And she just um, texted me and said, these are very, very helpful comments. Larry, thank you so, so much. You've helped me uh, a great, great deal. So um, let me say, let me, throw yeah, this, let me throw this in there. Do not yeah. give up. Too many yeah. people quit right at the edge of success. That's right. It just, it, it, oh my gosh, it just breaks my heart. I mean, there's, there's been times where, where I've seen people who've been close to me and I have literally got sick to my stomach because you, you can see it from the outside. They're just so close. You made a comment, Craig, that I just want to kind of uh, put an exclamation point on. You cannot be a part-time entrepreneur and be successful. You, you can't. I've seen it too often where people look at their business as a hobby. <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't do it. No. Nope. You can't be a hobby. And be successful. You can do it in a hobby if you're willing to just lose money. Right. Um, you just want to get and money. Be, and be full you... of frustration. Yeah. That no problem. But to be successful, no. It is like I said. You've got to want it as much as you want air to breathe. Mm-hmm. You have to eat, sleep, drink, uh, like uh, actors. Yeah. You know, because my yeah. wife uh, owns a modeling and talent agency. Same thing. You know, yeah. there's these actors out there that said, "Oh, I, I, you know, I'm a waiter." I get that because they have to make income, and I get that. But uh, it, it's the actors that live in a very, uh, very not so nice place uh, that have very little money and that struggle eating and struggle, uh, you know, paying the bills. Those are the ones that make it because they 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 live their craft and they're not overspending. Yes. You know, yeah. those are the ones that make it that are just like they have to be an actor. Not that they just yeah. want to be because they want the fame. It's in them and they just can't get it out of them. Those are the ones that make yeah. it. Um, and yeah. you're right. You have to eat, sleep and drink uh, the whole entrepreneurial thing. It's the same thing with me. And, and the other thing I believe is very important that you have to have a total passion for this. If you're doing something as an entrepreneur because you, you've heard it makes a lot of money or you heard that type mm. of business makes a lot of money, yes, yeah, someone in that business might have made a lot of money doing that, but if you're just doing it because you want the money and you don't have a passion for it, it'll show yeah. immediately. And, yeah. uh, and then people will understand that you're just doing this for the money and then you won't make one-tenth of the money because people can see right through you. Well, there's something about how the stars align, how the, the world works. If you're not doing anything with integrity, That's it's right. short-lived. You know, it's, it's going to be a short-lived success. You might have a little flash in the pan, but if you do things that aren't filled with integrity, then, you know, you're yeah, not, it's exactly. a waste of energy as far as I'm concerned. 
All right, so we're going to take uh, our final break. When we come back, we're going to open up the phone lines. If you want to talk to myself or Larry Broughton, this would be a great opportunity to call in. The telephone number at TogiNet Radio is 877-864-4869. 877-864-4869 if you want to give us a call. Otherwise, we'll just talk about what Larry is doing today with his vetrepreneurship. This is Craig Dazzle Rock Talk. We'll be right back. How to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people come to you to buy your services and products. This is Rock Talk with Craig Deswalt. And we'll be right back after these on Toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Christian work-at-home moms, here is your own show on toginet. It's CWAM, Christian Work-at-Home Moms, with Jill Hart and Diana Innan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Welcome back to Rock Talk, teaching you how to achieve rock star status in your industry. How you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. Now, let's get back to Rock Talk with your host, Craig Deswalt. It's my it's my life. It's now or never, as Mr. Bon Jovi says, and I truly yeah. believe that. Um, this is Craig Dazzle with Rock Talk. We are in our last segment right now. We got another. People are afraid to call, Larry, because you're just so intimidating, I guess. But people are texting in. <laughs> I've had people tell me that, and I'm sorry. I'm a chance. I'm not intimidating. <laughs> I know. Uh, but uh, a friend of mine, uh, Daniel, I think is uh, Daniel W., it says. I think I know who it is. Uh, here's the question. I delegated responsibility to someone who wasn't able to do a good job. I was committed to being a servant leader with them and did everything I could to train them to do a better job. I didn't want to give up on them, but wonder if I should have. Bottom line, they failed and hurt the company badly. What is the best way to be a servant leader and remove someone from an important position on the team? 
That's a nice long question. Wow, it is. Um, are you going to answer that one, Craig? No, you are. That's why. That's why you're getting. That's why you're getting paid the big bucks. Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, here's the thing. It's hard to answer this without knowing all of the details. But um, what I just heard there from Daniel is one of the classic um, challenges that people are faced with. I don't have anybody to delegate to, or I can do it better myself. The problem is this: we probably either we delegated to the wrong person. Right. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line. If they were coached up, they were shown how to do it. If all the stuff that Daniel says happened, really did happen, um, then he delegated to the wrong person. And that's a big problem that we have in organizations that we don't understand what the inherent strengths are of our team members. Too often we hire people or we have people in our organizations because somebody looked at a resume and said, oh, they've got experience in this industry. Let's hire them. But they've not really done the hard work to figure out what are their inherent strengths, um, inherent strengths that are identified by through like Myers Briggs or Strength Finders 2.0 or the Octogram or or Colby. I don't really care what the assessments are, but I'm a firm believer of making sure that every organization um, has some kind of assessment so that we know what are the t- inherent traits, talents, skills that our team members have. Mm-hmm. So if I were to go to our graphics person who's sitting outside my door here, that's where his office is, and I were to, go, and I were to hand him a financial pro forma and say, hey, Chris, could you give me some sensitivity analysis on whether this hotel is going to work or not? <laughs> and I coach him up on it. Right. And I say, okay, I'll check back in with you in a couple of days, see how you're doing. That is destined for failure because that's not his, that's not his, his, his inherent strength. Right. Right. But if I took that to somebody who is an analytical person, not a creative type, but an analytical person who loves the minutia, who loves doing research, um, that's much, I'm really uh, setting that person up for success and the project up uh, for success. So without knowing all the details of the situation, I can't really say. However, I would say this. Oftentimes we have people in our organization, um, as Jim Collins says, who's there on the right bus. You know, they share the, the company mission, they yep. share the company core values, but they're not on the right seat on the bus. Yes. Which means instead of being the driver, maybe they ought to be sitting in the back someplace else doing something else. That's so right. that's what you need to look at with this person. Do they share the company mission? Are they a good team member otherwise? Um, do they contribute to the organization? Um, or not? Because if they don't do those things, then yeah, they probably ought to get, you ought, ought to get them off, off the bus. But I don't, I'm not a believer of letting people go because they fail. Mm-hmm. If somebody fails in our organization, what we do is it's, it's an after-action review. Okay, why did we fail? Is that my fault or is it your fault? Right. You know, what could we have done differently on this thing to make a different outcome? Um, so I think there's a lot of little analysis kind of staring at your navel and figuring out what happened on this. Why, why really did this thing not fail? And if you lost money, well, you know, that's, that's the risk of, of, of business. Right. You know, this uh, interesting. Um, when I look for people that I want to work with, whether it's an employee or a joint venture or something, I always look at their character, their integrity and all that stuff first before. Like, I, I feel like I just hired an assistant. His name is Josh. He's really great at what um, at 
at what he does. But more than that, he's a people person. And that's what I wanted someone uh, in my in my uh, little business here that is a people person because he's going to be a reflection of me because I have him sent out to seminars. So when I was looking for someone, there might have been more qualified people specifically for what I needed. But since he was mainly going to be the face of my business, I needed him, this person, to be more of uh, a people person that can talk to people and not piss people off and be very nice to people. So I'm teaching him how the business runs uh, because yeah. I went for the quality character person first, sort of like the Kansas City Chiefs do in football. They have the worst football players, but they're really nice guys. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yes, that, it's just like that, Craig. It's just like that. <laughs> I think that your, your, your point is well taken. Though. We, we tend to have the same philosophy here, is yes. that what we try to hire on is motivation, integrity, and capacity first. I think I've shared this with you before, and then yeah. experience down the line someplace. Because motivation, you need motivation if you want to grow, right? Yeah. And yes. uh, motivation without integrity, I mean, yeah, motivation without integrity is dangerous. Uh, and then capacity, because if you're a growing organization, you don't want to outgrow your your folks. But you know, this kind of speaks to. Do you mind if I kind of do a plug on a on a call that I've got coming up? No, no, you could do Craig, the plug, but right? just we have we have seven minutes left or six minutes left. I just want to make so sure that we touch on the yeah. vetrepreneur. But go ahead, go. Yeah, that's what this. That's what I'm doing. That's what I oh, want good. to kind of talk, oh. tie into that. So here's here's the the skinny. I am having been a veteran for a long time, but being serving in the military uh, for for several years. I love our military folks. Um, I think that we have the potential of having the next greatest generation in, kind of in front of us uh, right now if we if everyone plays their cards right on this. And veterans make great entrepreneurs. There's something about veterans that um, they start businesses uh, at a rate four times greater than the general population. And their success rates nearly double their non-veteran counterparts. Um, And so there's something not only that makes them great veterans, but there's something I think that we can all learn from the veterpreneur. So what I've I've started this uh, organization called Victory Success System with uh, my business partner Phil Dyer, who's just an awesome serial entrepreneur and coach uh, as well. And what we've formed is a coaching, mentoring, and peak performance organization. What makes this different than a lot of them is that it's developed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. There are a lot of these organizations that are out there by developed by people who have never really run a successful business uh, before. And so what we've got coming up on April 5th for your callers and anybody else who wants to join us um, is a free call. And the topic of the call is the number one veteran-inspired success strategy that every entrepreneur, every entrepreneur needs to know. And frankly, probably 90% of them have, have never been taught before they, or they just don't know. It's a great call. It's a 75-minute call, um, and people can sign up for it at Victory Success System. Dot com. That's victory success system dot com forward slash rockstar. And uh, okay, so it's so, so www.victorysuccesssystem.com forward slash rockstar and forward slash rockstar is all uh, lowercase, correct? That's correct. Yes, okay. That's right. And so people can go on and sign up for this call, and we're going to talk about the number one veteran-inspired success strategy that we all need to know if we're going to run a successful business, but 90% of us don't know what it is. Bill and I have spent 
a lot of years uh, coaching and mentoring folks, and particularly veterans um, and veterans, and we've really kind of narrowed this thing down. And we, we've got identified kind of seven strategies that will help anybody launch their, their business. Um, and so we're helping out a lot of veterans you know, take their business to the next level. But we're also taking what we learn from entrepreneurs, who I think are the most successful of all the entrepreneurs out there, and teaching other entrepreneurs how to have the same success. So if you'd like to have, if you'd like to have, uh, start a business that's, um, you know, going to have the double the success rate of your, of your competition, then you probably ought to be hooking up with us on, on that. So, and this this call a, is uh, what what time is it on April fifth? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. April fifth. It's at twelve Pacific, three Eastern. Um, you can go on to that uh, victorysuccesssystem.com forward slash rockstar and just give us your first name and your email, and uh, and we'll That's send awesome. you information on, on, on the call. Okay, I'm definitely yeah. going on the call, and if uh, for everyone listening and for everyone that's going to be downloading this, it's a free call. Is that correct? That's a free call, absolutely. Okay. Free call. So it's a free call. If you do not do this, Larry Broughton is one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. I'm not joking. He's downplaying who he is. He owns more. He owns and manages. <laughs> he owns and manages more than 150 hotels across America yeah. or the world or whatever it is. And uh, he's a very successful entrepreneur. So you do it for 75 minutes. You need to get on this call April 5th at 12 noon Pacific. 3 p.m. Eastern time. It's free. And this is part of the thing where you got to step up and just show up. I teach this all the time. Yeah, yeah. You can sit in your own house. You could be naked. You, you could be unshowered. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is dial a couple of numbers just to get on there. We have a quick call from Alan Skidmore. He just wants to say something really quick. Alan, how are you, sir? Hey, Mr. Craig and Larry. Glad to hear you guys. Uh, how you guys doing out there in California? Yeah. We're doing, doing great good, in sunny California. Wonderful. It's finally warmed up here. Just a quick thing to piggyback on you guys. I know time's running short. And and for Linnea, just tell her I have been there where she is right now of working a job and trying to do something on the side. It is tough. But uh, stick it out. It is worth it in the long run. I was forced into a situation a couple years ago, got hit with a layoff that was somewhat unexpected. already had a side business in place and just rolled into it. I would not go back if they paid me. (laughs) Oh, good. Good, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I got a, uh, a kind of an offer last week, and I was just like, mm, nope, don't want to do that. I like what I'm doing. So uh, Very good, good for you. And and and, you. and Larry, I, uh, after I met you before, but after hearing you talk yes. about Craig's thing, let me tell you what I just blown away from that. Um, my youngest son Jesse is just dying to get into the military. He's got another year of high school left. He, the kid is working out. He's a stud muffin, and he wants to be a Green Beret. Uh, I, told, I told him about you. He bought a book this past weekend on Green Berets, and I, one way or the other, that boy will make it. I've been just absolutely amazed with him in the past year of, you know, just uh, having a goal and shooting for it, and I think he will do it. And I agree with you that I think veterans, uh, what I hear from parents of their kids going through the, the military, they always come out on the back end a much better person. Yeah, I love it, I Alan. Agree. I don't know what that buzz is, but we got to go. We have about 10 seconds. Larry, what is the website one more time? VictorySuccessSystem.com forward slash Rockstar. Larry, thank you so, so much for your Thanks, time, Fred. your energy, and your friendship. You're a great person. Love you. This is thank Craig Does What with Rock Talk signing off. We'll see you next week on Tuesday on Rock Talk. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.